Hey everyone, welcome back to, to the MNR show. I'm Ron. And we see Malcolm is not here today. Again, the guy is on the road. We all know he's a workhorse. But I got my guy Alec here from Sports Talk 319. And today we're gonna to be talking about our favorite prospects in this year's NFL draft. Alec. Yeah, man, what's going on? Thank you for having me. I'll, you know, I'm always, always ready to talk draft. Make sure you guys check me out on Twitter, Alec Elijah 12. Man, I got so much, so many draft lists coming out, a lot of stuff. You know, I, I will keep everybody in the loop as much as I can this draft. So make sure you guys check me out. But yeah, let's uh, let's get on to it, man. I got a lot of favorite prospects, but I can't wait to talk about this one. So my favorite prospect this draft season, if you follow me on Twitter, this is no shock whatsoever. I've been high on this guy all probably since last season is Ahmad yes. Sauce Gardner. <laughs> um, my cornerback one, he's been my cornerback one since last season. I went to war with a lot of LSU fan pages that claimed Derek Stingley was <laughs> cornerback one. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love for Derek Stingley. You know, no disrespect, because he has one of the most tremendous freshman tapes I've ever seen. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's all he has to feature, you know? Sauce Gardner, he's given you three consistent years of no touchdowns, absolutely aggressiveness, and he showcased that he's an island, which I really like. There's not too many island cornerbacks not. in this draft. You know, I call them pure cornerbacks. I mean, if we just look at some of the stats too, going back to 2019, three interceptions, he wasn't targeted a lot. 2020, he gives you another three. And in 2021, he gives you another three. And it's only because he wasn't targeted a lot. But what I really like about Sauce is not only am I high on him, but there's legitimate corners in the NFL like Jalen Ramsey that yeah. are genuinely high on him. So not only do they see game, but I see the game that Sauce is putting together as well. And like I said, he was extreme. He, he showed some serious length, which I felt like is going to propel him at the next level. It's going to help him stay in depth with some of these bigger, you know, there's a lot of big wide receivers in the NFL now. A lot of them are using this whole technique where they like to back into cornerbacks and win those 50-50 balls. But Sauce Gardner is not one of the cornerbacks that you want to get into a 50-50 ball battle with. Like I said, he's an island cornerback. I think he's going to translate over to a CB1 very early, very well. Unless he goes to a team, you know, like Philadelphia, who has, you know, guys like Big Play Slay yeah. still there. Savvy veteran to learn from. I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, go over to the Ravens because he'd still play cornerback one. They'd probably get rid of Marcus Peters in that situation, I feel, and keep Marlon Humphrey because putting Marlon Humphrey and Sauce Gardner on the same defense, because Marlon Humphrey is the perfect slot corner. To me, Sauce Gardner is the perfect outside corner. Like, there's not much that you can ask for that he doesn't already give you. So I feel like that's, you know, that's kind of why that's been my perfect and favorite prospect this draft class he tested very well at the combine as well yeah which i know people you know people were questioning if he was gonna really measure in 
you know, there were some sites. ESPN, I think, too, has him listed at 6'2", but he actually measured in at 6'3", with a 79-inch wingspan to go. Yeah, you know, the wingspan was insane. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was talking about. He ran a 4-4. I know his first uh, unofficial run was a 4-5, but his actual official time uh, ended up being a 4.4. So yeah. I know that that quieted down a lot of people that were kind of questioning if he was going to be one of those runners or one of those cornerbacks that could run for longer distances, being that he's a lengthy corner. He can. He definitely can. So I feel like that. What's your comp for him? I'm pretty sure everyone wants to know. I don't have a comp for him yet. I really, I'm not one of those guys that comps people. Yeah. Just because I feel like comparison is one of those thieves of joy with players. I mean, if yeah. I am going to comp him to somebody, it's going to be, you know, cornerback ones. It's going to be lockdown guys like Jire. It's going to be guys like Ramsey. Okay. It's be guys that I feel like are going to be on the outside a whole lot and just yeah. doing more with the opposing team's best wide receiver rather than going just against anybody that's lined up against them they're gonna want to go after that challenge which i really liked because sauce had to share the spotlight with kobe bryant another corner who i had yeah. in my top five he, he has so much swag though like i mean yeah you, like from cincinnati isn't as a big program and then we talked about desmond as well in one of our other episodes but sauce also helped put them on the map with just the tweets and the, the hype you said from other NFL corners, like Ryan, even Ryan Clark on ESPN was singing his praise all year. Like, hey, this guy in Cincinnati, he's a dude. Like, then you said he tested 4 4. That's the only thing that people questioned was speed. We knew he had everything else. It was just like, okay, can he run? When he ran, it's like, okay, the tape shows he can run, but just to prove it via the number, yeah. that that's all that, that was needed for him. So he's still really, checked that- every box. And, and, and that's the thing. That's what really the combine is for. I to feel, prove. you know, me personally, you know, a lot of people were like, well, why are you putting out lists that are coming out pre-combine? Because to me, really, the combine, all it really does is it's going to prove, you know, your hypothesis about the player. They're going to yeah. show you that the proof is in the pudding on the game tape. But when it comes to the combine, they're going to show you the test numbers that, you know, these statistic nerds really want to see the most. Yeah. So I, I think Sauce put on the show, he proved that he's proved all his, you know, supporters right and all the haters wrong. So, but my prospect is, is another fan favorite. We got Jordan Davis. I just, I had to write it down. It's just as measurable just for everyone, just for fun. 6'6", 98th percentile for D tackle. 341 pounds, 97th percentile for D tackle. He ran a 478 at 341 pounds. That's a 94th percentile for yard dash. His freaking 10 yard split was 168. That, I think that was one of my, his most like the, I was so amazed by that stat because of his size to be moving like that. If you all watched the video, it's those D linemen. I mean, the D linemen in this in this draft, they've they've been moving like for Jordan Davis. I mean, I watched his forty tape. It's the video on scary. Twitter. Like, I'm like, dude, how is he moving? Like, he beat me in a forty. That's the crazy thing. Like, I weigh I weigh I weigh a buck forty. Jordan Davis <laughs> yeah. is beating me in a 40. No, imagine if you were the dummy that was standing at the end of the 40 and he hit you, you would die. He he he, he ran so fast that I looked at the tape and I legit started getting like slightly scared. Like if somehow if I was at the end I didn't, he didn't see me and he hit me, I would be out cold on the ground. He's that big. Yeah. Moving that fast. It's literally almost not fair. And then you're like, okay, well, he's not gonna be ever running 40 yards. But again, we talked about his 10-yard split. It was the 86 percentile. He was elite at that as well. And we all know what he's done. People going, what are people going to say about him? Low snap count. But we also have to think about this. In the fourth quarter, Georgia was never really losing this whole season. He didn't have to play the fourth quarter. And, I mean, we know that the Georgia D-line. 
you playing with two other first round picks. Wyatt tested as a 96th percentile athlete as well. He's also going to be a first round pick. And everyone has been telling me, I haven't watched the tape on him yet, that the guy in 88 is going to be a top 15 pick next year at the tackle position. You're playing with three first round interior D linemen. And that's the thing that that's what people see. That's why I I feel like watching the tape is more important than watching what's on the box. Yeah. Because you're going to look at stuff like that and you're going to tell me that because of a low snap count, you're not going to draft a guy that's running that fast, doing the things that Jordan Davis is doing. And he's like the best said, stuff in the draft. Yeah. Like it's not his fault that Georgia was up in the fourth quarter. If anything, coaches should be, uh, they should be sending Georgia a card. You're, yeah. si- you're preserving his legs. You're preserving his body. Yeah. The trenches, that way- like, I don't know if people realize this. I've never been a lineman. I got mad respect for the linemen. The trenches get trenchers. Like they seriously go to war in the trenches. For him and to I want not that guy be banged going to up, war for my team. Yeah, like for for him to not be banged up, for him to have this low snap count, be as physical and as aggressive, and like you said, being the run stuffer that he is, he should want there. this guy. This should be the guy that teams are like, give me, please. This is like. This is Ray, Ray Lewis, we all know in 2004, begged the Ravens to get Hello Yonada or just a D tackle that could just stuff the lane and, and that could run. After they got that D tackle, Ray Lewis became the all pro again after having a couple of years of falling off. A line, this is a linebacker's like dream. This is a, this is like a, a QB center. I guess you buy him a car because he's going to make your life easier as a linebacker. The Kobe Dean, we all know he's undersized. I think he's still an amazing player. But this guy and other D tackles helped a smaller size linebacker be able to run. He'll help whatever linebacker is on the field with the team. Um, and again, I mean, he's just a fun guy. I mean, you see with him in like the interview and stuff, he's hilarious. When he's moving, all the other D linemen that are also freaks, by the way, are like, oh, no, no. I'm really athletic and I'm really doing a great job. But I look at him and I'm like, okay, he's the biggest freak here, though. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of freaks this weekend that were just doing huge athletic feats. But when you see him, it's like, oh, this is like when we saw Calvin Johnson. Like, he tested, like, that freaky, like, oh, Calvin's 6'5", 230, but ran 4'3", in somebody else's shoes. Like, it was, he had that type of freakish level combine. I think he his draft stock rose, and I uh, was even questioning him being a top 15 pick. He he had the, um, I believe yeah. it was, the for all the tests, or the percentiles and everything, uh-huh. he's the second one now after Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson's still Yeah, he had a 10 real relative athletic score. He had 10. Like, that he was is, the second, well, he was second player insane. like ever. Second player ever, Sorry. like un- under Calvin Johnson to do that. Like for teams to be like, oh, look, let's look at his snap count. Like, yeah, no. There's no way he falls past the Chargers. That's my floor for him now is the Chargers. It's no way the Chargers can convince me that he doesn't, like he just, he feels too many needs. I, I really like, if <laughs> Atlanta doesn't go after a corner, I genuinely feel like this is a guy that Atlanta needs to target because he's, they're a team yeah. that just needs help everywhere. And he's one of those guys that can give you immediate impact. On immediate the line. impact, like day one. He's an NFL body. Well, he's actually yes. better than like since I've been alive watching the Cowboys. He'd probably be the best run stopper defense tackle we've had in 20 years. He's what is he 21? Like already, he's he's an NFL body. And but, and he's already had comps to Vince Wilford. Yeah, so. and we know, and that's a hall. Well, we know Vince is going in. Like, and we, and again, with the snap count, you don't need to play 100% of the snaps. He needs to play 70% of the snaps for him to be effective. That's all you need him to play. And I think the pass rushing will come. I understand that he, he wasn't asked to do that at Georgia. With that type of athletic profile, you blame your D lineman coach if he can't get right with pass rushing because he has the tools. 
he's still young though. He, he's, he's still young. young. He's got tons of room to grow. His ceiling is extremely high. Yeah, which is you know what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, again, thanks Alan for coming on. Make sure to follow us on the MNR show at Malcolm Ron Show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, continue sharing with your friends. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you are subscribing. Again, thanks, Alex, for coming on. And we're going to drop his Twitter and Instagram in the bio. All right. Bye.